When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, Big Z here. Not much for me to say. This is the week four preview episode. So just sit back, relax, and get ready for the Lions to go 2-2 two and two heading into the bye week. Time for the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Cooley, a Detroit Lions podcast hosted by lifelong Lions fans. UJ. It seems apparent to me that the most intellectual football fans tend to be Lions fans. Bob. Safford is the best quarterback in football. Remember what you saw here. Tell your grandkids, don't forget. Red Dog. I believe we're on the precipice of a new era of Detroit Lions football dominance. Connor. Patricia looks like Violet Beauregard from Willy Wonka out there. An absolute blueberry on the sideline. And I'm your host, Big Z. The media knows nothing. The Detroit Lions 2021 Super Bowl champs. We can't wait for this upcoming season. Relax. It's time for the pod. Welcome back, blue Kool-Aid drinkers. It's the beginning of October we were recording this on. As the Lions get ready to head into week four, had a one and two record, third place in the NFC North. Um, but they got a lot of work to do, and they have the Saints coming up. But I'm Big Z, and we got some of the Blue Kool Aid crew here. So we got UJ. Greetings. And we got Rud Dog. Yo. So um, on this episode, we'll be previewing week four against the Saints, and we'll be giving our predictions at the end. But before we get into that, just some news up front. Um,. Ty Johnson, legendary puller of cars in the offseason and limited running back, uh, four-string running back for the Detroit Lions, uh, was released today in favor of Jerrion Curse being uh, lifted of his suspension from the NFL. So Jerrion Curse, who is he? Uh, he was a former backup uh, rotational safety for the Minnesota Vikings for the last three years, um, but he became a free agent this offseason. And the Lions picked him up. They signed him for a one-year, $2.5 million deal. Um, he had served a three-game suspension for a an off-season DWI arrest and possession of an unlicensed firearm. Uh, but that, that, was, that happened in October of last year, but there was an ongoing investigation, so they couldn't do a suspension. Uh, but the Lions are ex- expecting a suspension to end up being three games. Now he's back. Um so, so um, what, what, do you guys mind the release of Ty Johnson? And maybe he gets signed in the practice squad. I'm not sure what other teams view him as. Uh, so he might be back. We don't know. But it takes 24 hours. And as we're recording this, 
it has not been on the 24-hour window yet. Uh, but UJ, uh, what, what do you think about the move? Do you like uh, extra help at the safety position? Is this going to hurt Will Harris? Uh, I'm disappointed in the fact with Ty Johnson, if that's what we're talking about. Uh, you know, at the end of last year, he was starting to come on pretty good, and I thought he's shown flash and some potential. And uh, this year, he just seemed to be the odd man out in every situation. So he just really hasn't seen the ball. Uh, it doesn't surprise me, I guess. But I think – you know, his speed could have been a factor somewhere. Just just never happened. So, I mean, I'm not overly bummed about it. I don't think it's going to kill us one way or the other. Um, I am excited to see Jaron Curse back. Uh, I think he's going to help that secondary a lot. I mean, Trufant should be coming back too. I mean, we're, we're going to be – I think we're going to be fairly healthy in the secondary for the first time this year. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that, though, for sure. Especially coming up with yeah. Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, so. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jerry Ann Curse is 6'4", yeah. So, uh, Rudd Dog, I know you like that. Oh, yeah. I like that height. Hopefully, it'll help, you know, at least knock some balls down in the secondary, if not pick a few off. But um, as we were talking about before, he can't be worse than Will Harris has been so far <laughs> for the Lions. I don't, I don't know do if that. Patricia can let him go. I think he has a crush on him or something because he's been so determined to make this kid work and give him every chance. But, I mean, he's been – really bad so i think this could be i mean just having a moderate improvement could be a big deal and just um some additional notes on darren kersey graded above 80 on pff so he's one of the more higher rated safeties now of course he wasn't a full-time starter so that's based on his limited reps but uh he played 25 percent of defensive snaps for minnesota last year and 52 percent of snaps on the special team so he's also a special teams guy so lions get that that's in addition nice as yeah. well yeah i mean he's gonna be playing that same role for us though he ain't he's not gonna be starting over you know uh tracy walker or Harmon. so mm-hmm. i think it's a good fit oh also i forgot to say about my feelings about i'm bummed about ty johnson being cut but i mean our running backs are doing an okay job and hopefully we get the practice squad ty johnson we never did see that four two speed I that know. was <laughs> We saw it was a little flashes. It was, you know, it was one of those like untimed uh, runs that was. Re- it was just reported, right? It, it was a work, pro, day. pro day, yeah. So who pro knows? Day <laughs> pro day times are always a little sketchy, but usually this they're not was... like that far off. Like, yeah. If you ran a four two, you think, okay, this guy at least runs a four three. But you have to run a four two when you're pulling a speed. jeep behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's the problem. <laughs> um. So all right. So we got that out of the way. Um. But. More news on the injury front as well. Deshaun Hand got added to the injury report for a chest injury. Um, he's yeah, limited practicing, but so, he was he was still out there practicing. Um, so I, you know, and maybe it's game time. To say, it's hard to say these NFL injuries. You never know. Mm-hmm. But on the positive side, um, Desmond Trufant looks like he is projected to get in the game this week. So mm-hmm. that is good news. The interesting th- thing is, uh, where does that put Akuda? And a warrior. I would imagine a warrior being the starter on the field still, and yes. Akuda rotating in either with him or Trufant because Trufant's coming back from a hamstring injury. Maybe they want to rotate those guys. Uh, wh- wh- what do we think there? Yeah, I mean, Akuda's, I think, only pass defense in the pros is his pick. I, may, I might be wrong. Maybe he has another one, but I don't remember it. And that's the only one he has. And otherwise, he's not really been much of a defender in the pass game. His run support and all that's been real good, but. Uh, I don't see you taking out a warrior to to put Akuda and Trufant out there. Yeah, I think, I think like, like you said, G, I think they'll rotate him in probably with Trufant or somebody. Uh, 
they still want to get him on the field. You know, he's still a dynamic player and get him some experience, but uh, I don't think it'll be full time out there though. Now with Troop on back. Yeah, but the the Lions are really getting healthy, which is nice to see. Let's let's hope they can keep it that way. Yeah. Um, let's hope they don't play on any um like the New York Giants turf or something where everybody's turning their ACLs on. Or uh, did you? The, I know uh, uh, we we're not playing there, but did you see that the NFLPA representative Treader, uh, he's the center on the Browns, but he's the NFLPA representative, is demanding that the NFL start immediately thinking about switching all fields to grass. Um, there's 12 NFL teams right now that use artificial turf, and these are statistically where everybody is taking tearing their ACL at a higher rate, and ankle injuries are, are more likely to happen, 62% more likely on a artificial turf than grass. What about hamstring injuries? Because that's our problem. Well, right? yeah, uh, that's a difference. That that's irrelevant. But well, uh, I think knee injuries is 20%. Grass would be great. You should all play yes. grass. Yeah, it, it would be interesting in a dome how that would work, yeah. uh, especially like the Lions. Like Arizona built their stadium to roll the grass out and roll it back in. The Lions did not build it. Yeah. Atlanta didn't build it like that. It would be um, I don't know how that would work, but yeah. I wouldn't mind grass. I, I always preferred grass as a player over artificial turf too other, uh, for the knees. Other than the logistics of, like you said, the, the bowl games, I don't see why not. Like uh, I've always thought I, I don't understand why the NFL would ever use turf because they can afford – to maintain a well-trimmed field and stuff, you know, like, unlike, it's not like they're a high school or college program that, you know, needs to save some money. They can afford to have the best type, best grass fields out there. So I think that's a good thing. Let's focus back on the upcoming week four game here. And I know we were talking about Akuda and Trufant and Warrior and how that rotation is going to go. But there's some big news on the Saints front in terms of injuries, and that they're getting Michael Thomas back, arguably the best wide receiver in the last couple of years in the NFL. Um, Michael Thomas, uh, or the Saints, rather, are last in the league in yards to their wide receivers, so that's a major get for them. Of course, the Packers last week just to get to avoid them completely. <laughs> um, that's just how it goes for the Packers. And uh, But does Michael Thomas coming back worry you? Because it worries me in terms of, the Saints are last in the league in deep passing, but they've never been a deep passing team. They are a short and intermediate route type team, and Michael Thomas helps that greatly. And I feel like that's the Lions' biggest weakness in pass coverage is the short to intermediate routes. Um, the, how, how are the Lions uh, – like crossing routes, for instance. We saw it last week against the Cardinals. It gives them fits, major fits. Well, crossing routes have sort of been – well, I don't know if you can say we have a kryptonite because it's not like we lack any other vulnerabilities, but uh, it has been quite effective against our defense. I think, uh, you know, yeah, you got to worry about him. You got to you gotta be ready for a guy like that. He's a game changer. But you know what? This is the NFL. Every team has game changers. Uh, I'd rather have the best players on the field. And, you know, if we can't beat the best players on the field, then we don't deserve to win. So I think this team can beat them, though. I think we got enough players to, to handle it. Yeah, I think uh, I think our linebacker uh, mix-up this uh, last week, not mix-up, that's the wrong word, uh, the way we mixed up the Change linebacker up? position and tried to – Put people in better positions that start is starting to see fruit. Uh, and plus the fact that we're running more zone, I think we'll be able to handle a little of those crossing pat patterns a little better than we have in the past. Uh, I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think we're gonna be okay. Like, like Jack's, like uh, Red Dog said, uh, you know, every team's got game changers. It's one guy, we, we're not gonna have one guy beat us, okay? And our. I don't know. I, I see our defense playing a lot better again. They're, they're they're jacked up. They're pumped on their last performance, and I think they're going to get even better this week too against the Saints. 
For sure. Um, and without Michael Thomas last week against the uh, pack or the Packers, Alvin Kamara had 13 catches for 139 yards and two touchdowns. Alvin Kamara is definitely their best offensive weapon besides Michael Thomas. Uh, maybe you could argue he's a better weapon. Um, but Kamara is enemy number one in terms of who the Lions have to stop. Both on the he averaged 10 yards a carry last week. He only had six carries. But 13 catches for 139 yards. Who do we think is the main uh, defender? Is it Jamie? Is Jamie? Col- Jamie Collins can't be the guy, I'm right? Thinking, I'm thinking Tracy Walker, maybe someone no, like d- that. No, Tracy Walker gets a tight end. That's uh, he, Tracy Walker is getting Jared Cook. Jared Cook's uh, one of their main weapons as well. Maybe you put a Cuda on him, <laughs> bring him in just to cover the running <laughs> back. I don't know. Well, uh, it's going to be a linebacker. That's I why I mentioned Jamie, Jamie Collins. Collins is your first choice, yeah. obviously, but he's also your best pass rusher besides Trey Flowers. So you got to play that. You're gonna, so you're going to have to pass those duties around. I think uh, multiple linebackers. I think you're going to have to to do some sort of scheme where you make it so that he doesn't know who's covering him on a given play. Don't just make it obvious. You're going to have to have all the linebackers pick up that duty because you can't afford to take Jamie Collins out of the pass rush game. Yeah, they're going to have to be very disciplined in this game, uh, watching the holes and the cutback routes and all that stuff. Uh, as far as just the run game, they're going to have to be very disciplined. And as far as covering him on the pass, yeah. It's, it's on the linebackers. It falls on them for sure. Absolutely. And it, it, that's what kind of – that's that's the match that worries me the most. Um, and that's why I want to see Jamie Collins. Uh, I want him – I think he's the most athletic linebacker we have by a mile that can cover him. If I'm the Saints, I'm motioning. I'm trying to get um, Kamara matched up on Tavai or Davis if the opportunity presents itself. <laughs> if I'm the Saints, that's what I'm thinking. Not uh, Christian Jones? Uh well, uh, Christian Jones really hasn't been putting that spot no, this year, yeah. which is thank God. Maybe uh, Ragland. I don't know about his coverage abilities. He he's better than uh, Davis or uh, I mean uh, buy, at yeah. least at least he has the speed to possibly match up. That that would still be a mismatch, but uh, that that's why I, I really see Jamie Collins being the guy that is like pretty much he's going to run the field with Kamara this week. Then you're going to have to get real creative with your uh, front seven scheming and how you apply pressure because if you're not having Jamie Collins blitzing. That's going to get hard to get after the quarterback. Do we have faith that Patricia can do that? I mean, I think he's <laughs> physically or mentally capable of it. Will he do it? That's the real question. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Because uh, the Saints only ran 20 runs last week and threw it 36 times. They've been they've been passing a lot. That's not the problem. Mm. Um, but I think the Lions can be a little more opportunistic knowing Drew, Drew Brees isn't really going to throw deep. I expect some of our, our safeties, at least early in the game, Maybe it'll hurt him, um, but I expect him to possibly try to steal a couple um, in the 15-yard range. Yeah, yeah. I don't imagine we're going to see the same 10-yard cushion we were given the Cardinals because, like you said, you, you don't want to put the, the game on Drew Brees' arm and rely on him to be accurate at a short range because he will kill you every time if you do that. So I think they're definitely going to need to change up their scheme from last week. Yeah, Drew uh, Drew Brees has been criticized pretty hard this year so far for his performance. He definitely hasn't looked quite himself. He's missed some open throws that he usually hasn't, so maybe it's old age. I don't know. Old age, maybe. <laughs> maybe uh, Julian Aquara can take out his knee this game. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't want that. I'm just kidding. And this Saints defense, uh, honestly, has not been uh, superb by any means this year. Uh, they did have a pick six against Tom Brady. That helped them win, but uh, they gave up 34 points to the Raiders and 37 points to the Packers. So, um, I, I I love this matchup for the Lions yeah, against uh, the Saints defense, especially you know, playing at home. Especially, yeah, especially that short yard short yardage 
gains are are always harder to sustain than you know having a big shot offense like i think if we can you know limit their ability to just dink and dime us every single time they feel like it and get first downs all the time and our offense can play the way we know our offense can it matches up real well and I, I really like the matchup for the tight ends. The Saints guarding tight ends this year have been the worst in the NFL from a, both a fantasy perspective, PFF, whatever you want. It's been bad. D, d, uh, um, Waller. Waller on the Raiders absolutely torched them for over 130 yards and a touchdown. Robert Tanyan, uh, the guy, he caught a touchdown against us, uh, but he also went for 50 and a touchdown against the Saints last week as well. Uh, so I... If we can continue to use Jesse James in a passing capacity and make him a threat and just make the defense at least second guess if we have a two tight end set out there, I would I, I would I, I'd see a lot of two tight end sets coming from the Lions this week, and I see yeah. at least over 50 yards from Hawkinson this week. I don't know about James, but at least a couple looks his way um, because the Saints guarding tight ends this year has been brutal, to say the least, and definitely some of the Lions can exploit. Well, that's what we got. We we've put a lot of resources there, so if we can't exploit a team that can't do it, cover them well, then then what was it worth? Hey, well, how was the how are the Saints against the run this year? Um, I will have to look that up. Uh, give me a moment. But uh, there there is another matchup I wanted to uh, discuss really briefly, and that's what we I imagine is going to happen is Marshawn Lattimore going against Kenny Galladay. Mm-hmm. Marshawn Lattimore, definitely one of the top cornerbacks in the NFL, but he's he's been getting away a little less with his physical play and a lot more pass interference calls than usual for him, a lot more holding calls Paul, than in the past. Uh, I don't know if that's a point of emphasis or someone pointed out to the referees, but I'll be curious early on in this game how much the refs are letting that go or not because he's definitely one of the more physical cornerbacks. But if they start calling pass interference and holding uh, – he he starts backing off a little bit and becomes a different cornerback. So it, I'll be really interested to see on how these uh, refs are calling the game early. I mean, Lattimore is a good player, but uh, Kenny G is Kenny G, baby. I have every one of the more physical receivers in the NFL. Exactly, and he's got the size. Great matchup. I I agree. I think he's gonna. I think I could see you know Lattimore getting some some defenses and stuff against him, but I think. At the end of the day, Kenny G is going to get his. And per PFF, the Saints run defense is the 10th best in the NFL right so now. So solid. Yeah, it's pretty solid. Um, Cam Jordan is the big defensive end on their team. You got to worry about the most. Uh, but I like our I like our matchup. And it'll be interesting to see if Big V is healthy and still if he's going to move out to right tackle. I, I don't know. I, I would imagine we see him at right guard again, though, uh, as they – as he continues rehabbing, I guess, wow. his right foot as he plays. <laughs> and then, I mean, the other side of that equation is, though, who do you replace him with at right guard if he moves to right tackle? And I think in the end, if he's going to be on the field, we'd rather have Abushi and him than uh, – I mean, not Abushi, uh Crosby and him than Abushi and him, at, you know, on, at right yeah. guard. So I think that's part of this equation. You want your best five out there. And a Crosby, I mean, Crosby's been real respectable this year. Not perfect, but yeah, he's been, real respectable. He's been a serviceable backup right tackle. He's been a serviceable starter. I mean, he's started every game so far this year, and he's mm-hmm. he hasn't been terrible. So, I don't know if we have another better guard than we have him at right tackle. So, I like I, I'm fine with where they ha- I have him right now. All right, gentlemen. So that that's the preview of Week Four. Um, and we usually do entering the lines then right now, but uh, we could not find a smart enough 
Saints fan to use for that segment this week. So we were going to be passing on that. Maybe that's a little shot to Saints fans. You know, I don't care. We're drinking blue Kool-Aid over here. Um, so uh, we, we will not have that segment this week, but hopefully we'll have it coming going forward. But regardless, moving on to the final part of our preview episode is our most famous segment, of course. And that is, of course, predictions. So um, before we get into our three predictions right here, um, as you can tell, Connor and Bob are not on this po- podcast right now. But So Connor is giving us a 28-21 Lions win, and then Bob is giving us a 35-19 to 19 Lions victory. Oh, yeah. So both are predicting Lions wins. UJ, yeah. well, what, are you, what are you feeling? Well, uh... Wait, oh, UJ, I should, I should throw in there. The Lions are four-point underdogs. This is a Sunday, one Eastern, noon Central game at Ford Field. As Go. usual, the uh, prognosticators are... So wrong. I, I think the Lions uh, are going to come out. It's a great matchup, I think, as we talked about earlier. Uh, Drew Brees looks kind of like I do on, at the Turkey Bowl last year, uh, lately the way he's playing. Uh, I don't know. He, he just looks older or something about it. It's hard to pinpoint, but uh, I don't think he's the threat he always was. He's always dangerous, but, you know, I think we're going to handle him okay. Uh, Kamara worries me a little bit. Uh, but I think uh, I think we're going to do a pretty good job against him. I think we're going to get to Breeze. And I'm predicting that Breeze is going to be taken out of the game before the game is over. And they're going to put their backup <laughs> in. And then uh, I think we're going to have a field day against their defense. I think uh, Stafford's going to light it up with three tutties. Uh, I think we're going to win like 35 to 17 is going to be my prediction. Mm. Oh, all right. A nice victory going into the you and Bob are feeling the 35. He had 35-19. You have 35 yeah, I just like that number for some reason. I don't know why, but it feels right. I can feel with it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I think our listeners like it too. Uh, Rudd Dog, let's go to you, man. All right. Yeah, I, I agree with everything Big Z said about this being a good matchup. You know, they're a short ball team, but we have the ability to have an explosive offense and score points. Uh, you know, assuming Stafford's on his game and all that, but I I think he's just going to keep getting better as the season goes on. And uh, I, I expect them to go after that 10th-ranked run defense early and try to establish some dominance. This is kind of, you know, set a tone. Because if you can set that tone, I know our passing is our strength and we could exploit their weakness, but if you can set that tone against their strength, that's when you dominate a team. And I, I expect that early on. Adrian Peterson carry on johnson getting some carries maybe maybe i don't know carry on where has he been but uh i really like this matchup and i think there's going to be some scoring i think breeze you know breeze doesn't play games where he doesn't score points i feel like so there'll be a couple touchdowns i'm going to go with 35 and a half just to be different because i also felt that number felt really right but uh 35 and a half to 35 and a half it's not possible okay fine it's the same number. I'm just trying to be unique, okay? <laughs> but uh, 35 to 21. I think they're going to get a three touchdowns, but it what? won't really mean much. One of them will be late, and it will just be them trying to maintain their dignity. <laughs> You're all in that r- same range right there. <laughs> really interesting. 
Um, so there was a couple. There was one more name I forgot to mention about the Saints. Taysom Hill. Uh, he's always a wild card on the Saints offense. He pretty much handed the Packers a victory last week by fumbling the ball in the backfield, and the Packers picked it up and had the game-winning drive late. Um, so let, let's hope we can get a gift like that, like the Packers got. I I doubt it. Uh, but this is gonna be this is gonna be a close game. Uh. You know, I'm feeling a 31-28 victory Ooh. for the Lions. Uh, I I feel like a lot of points in this game. The over under is 54, um, but I I, I you do. You bet the over, didn't you? I, I I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm not. I just, I sit back and enjoy. Although I did take the Lions money line last week. That was two to one odds. So that was really Ooh. nice for me. Um, <laughs> but I uh, I really like the Lions offensively against this defense. I I think it's a really good matchup for us, especially if we can continue utilizing the tight ends and the way the Saints have been guarding the tight ends. If we we just need to establish some sort of run game, just at least m- maybe just if we can get four yards of carry, I really like our chances. Just to respect the play action and open up, the, open up those tight ends even more. And of course, Kenny Galladay, I love having him back. He's going to be, he's fully healthy. He's not even on the injury report this week, which is great. Mm, exciting. Um, Our receiving core is at full health. So I really, really like the matchup offensively for us. And I think our defense is going to hold do just enough, just enough Um, beef. So I think one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Uh, what? No, we, no yep. it can't be. Yep, it yep. can't be. We all predicted a Lions victory yet again. This is uh, the 37th time in a row, I believe. Improbable. <laughs> Inconceivable. <laughs> Unlikely. got to be a record. Nigh impossible. It is some sort of record. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> um, there, is, there is one more thing I forgot to mention, and that is congratulations to our punter, yes. Jack Fox. Best player on our team. He became the first punter in Lions history to win special teams player of the month in the NFL. So what? congratulations wow. to Jack Fox. Stud. Yeah. Unbelievable. Jack Stud Fox. That's his <laughs> middle name. You didn't know that. Now you do. Our best player. <laughs> he is. <laughs> All right. So I think that's going to wrap it up for us here on Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Thank you everybody for listening. Twitter at Drinking Lions. Instagram at Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid. Please subscribe to this podcast. Please leave a review. A lot of you have done so, so we really appreciate it. Please share it. Please share it. You know, we're on the we're on a path to the playoffs and on a path to the Super Bowl. So be a part of the ride and keep drinking the blue Kool-Aid. All right? Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, UJ, Rudd Dog. I'm Big Z. And last but not least, as always, Go, go Lions! Forward down the field. A charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a Lions victory. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. 
And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.